the brokenhearted. I remember I was in seminary and one of the monks shared this story of a seminarian that had been coming to him for spiritual direction. And one day the seminarian just threw his hands up and said, I don't feel God's presence. I don't hear his voice. Not only am I questioning whether I should be here in seminary, but it's so dark that I'm not sure I believe in God anymore. And this spiritual director looked at him and said, okay, now we can begin. A heart that is broken is the most receptive to the love of God. A heart that is broken is the most receptive to the love of God. Today, Jesus encounters some broken people. In fact, it even says, the whole town was gathered at the door. Is there a person that's not in need of the Lord's healing? All of us are in need of his healing. But whether we receive it or not, is up to our own receptivity. And I think that's why the Lord allows us to be cracked open at times. And so Jesus goes. He's told that there's this woman who's sick, Simon's mother-in-law, and he approaches, grasps her by the hand, and helps her up. That it's not yours and my job to heal ourselves. We can't do that. It's not even my job to help myself up, you know, pick myself up by my bootstraps. It's my job to allow the Lord to draw near, to allow him to take me by the hand, and to allow him to do what he wants to do in my life. This encounter with the Lord not only heals Simon's mother-in-law, but then it moves her to love, that, that her life, her heart healed, is now capable of loving others, and she begins to serve the people that are there. Our own stories of walking with the Lord really begin at the place of brokenness. There was a a talk we heard this weekend at the the focus conference and this woman shared how she was totally in sin after sin and relationship and relationship but then she finally hit rock bottom when one day the person she was in relationship with cheated on her and it like woke her up it just it hurt so bad that it was that moment that she turned to the Lord And things began to change. I think of my own story. One snapshot of it is when I was a senior in college, I had already accepted a job as an engineer for after graduation. It made senior year much less stressful. And at that time, I was dating this girl and the most incredible, beautiful girl I'd ever seen, met, dated in my life. And... Every day when I saw her, my heart like did this flip. I'd never experienced that before, but literally every day I was like, there she is. 
and I had this whole plan mapped up, mapped out of here's my future. I got my job, you know, I got the girl. Now it just the rest is details. But then things happened. Um, and I kind of jokingly say um, I was ahead of my time and I was ghosted before ghosting was a thing. And I had never known such pain. I mean, it, it hurts to not be loved back by the person we love. But it hurts even more, I think, when I have this perfect plan for the future and then it's just smashed. That the things I want, it feels like God couldn't care less about. And I didn't realize it, but I, I realized that looking back, um, that I had slipped into a depression. And how I know that is Friday night I'd come home from whatever I was doing from work and I would just go to bed and my friends would literally have to come into the house, take me by the hand and like, you're going out. We're going to go, we're going to hang out. You got to get out of the house, man. And I, I felt, maybe you felt the words of Job ring true in, your, in our lives. I shall not see happiness again. But it's precisely at moments like that, that God allows moments like that. God doesn't want us to be there, but he allows us to be there. If that's what's get, what gets, us, gets our attention, if that's what cracks us open, for his love to be able to pour in. And how that happened for me was, it was a few months, really, and I noticed these young people that I was working with, they started going to daily mass every day during Lent. And so I said, well, if they're doing it, then I'll try it. I saw other people fasting around me, which is something that I've never enjoyed, but I saw it, and I just thought, you know, maybe it can help. I already feel it. It's almost like, <laughs> this is a really bad analogy, but people who cut themselves feel so numb that they just want to feel something. That the pain I feel inside is so bad that I'd rather cut myself and feel a lesser pain. So I wonder if that motivated me. And so I embraced this fasting. And I also started going to this chapel near me every day that had adoration. And I noticed that as I looked at the monstrance and I saw the host, Jesus, the host made of crushed wheat. And I sat there and looked, and I was like, Jesus is crushed, it's broken. And I said, look, you know, Jesus, that's how I feel. And then I realized that Jesus didn't have to be there. He says, no one takes my life from me, I freely lay it down. Like St. Paul says today that he wants to be all things to all people. He, he lowers himself and becomes a slave, taking on human flesh to, to the point of death, death on a cross. That I noticed that Jesus chose to be there. Jesus chose to feel broken, to have what seemed like his perfect plan smashed. 
that his friends abandon him and betray him. All those things that I was feeling, that Jesus chose to go there because that's where I was. And I realized in that moment that the Lord was inviting me to let him in, to stop praying, Lord, take the pain away, but instead to begin to invite him into the pain, to tell him what it was like, to let him sit with me on the floor of my life and hear all about where I was at. And I realized in that moment that I was no longer powerless. I, I couldn't make this perfect plan happen, but I was not powerless. I actually could choose to open the door and let the Lord in. I could choose to pray each day. I could choose to get up. I could choose to go to the chapel. And that, that agency, that cooperation with God began to heal my heart. And not just heal my heart, that my heart now healed. My heart that knows the Lord with me began to move me to want to go and love others. That the disciples who lead Jesus to Simon's mother-in-law today, they're able to do that because they first encountered Jesus. That we can't lead anybody to Jesus if we have not first encountered him ourselves, especially in our brokenness. And so they lead, they're moved because they want other people to know Jesus is healing. That the people who are ill or possessed, the whole town that comes, it's people brought them, they brought to him. That, that a heart healed and redeemed is a heart that moves and gives itself away in love. That Jesus' heart that moves itself to love me where I'm at, moves itself to embrace the cross of suffering, that it then our hearts healed, our hearts, my heart so broken and weak that has been filled with the love of God is then moved out to love others. And so we come here this day to encounter the one who chose to be broken out of love for us that we would never have to go through our own brokenness alone. And in fact, as I, as I look back and I, I share that story in my own life and just what we talk about here, that I, I rejoice with gratitude. I, I praise the Lord that, that that's what I needed in my life. That's the, I needed to get knocked down from my pedestal of thinking I was in control in my life, that I was in control of things around me, that I, I needed that. I thank the Lord for that. I, I glory in it because it was in my broken, it was through my broken heart that I was able to receive the love of God whose heart was broken for me.